Good morning, 738 here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's a Pensacola morning news. Joining us now, we have Kate Meehan. She is our pop culture editor at dailyboom.net. Kate, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News. Good morning. Good to have you. So lots of stuff in the news. Um, let's start with the story that I thought was maybe the most interesting of the week. There's a lot of other stuff, but um, Yankee Daddy is going to stop making music and he's going to devote his life to his newfound Christianity. Is that right? That is true. He's been um, a rapper for decades at this point, just absolutely decades, and extremely popular, too. He's not, like, under a rock somewhere. He's had a really fantastic and successful career, and he has decided that it's time to change what he's doing, and I guess he's made changes in his life leading up to this point, and so he announced this week that that is what he's doing. I. I mean, I, I don't know that there's necessarily a conflict. You know what I mean? Like, can you do what you did before? And, you know, um, sometimes God uses you to, you know, changes a thing about you and uses it in the same way, but, uh, or use it in a different way. But, uh, and I've always thought, I kind of have this secret pet view that um, all the rock stars out there, their natural born purpose is to be worship leaders because um, they would make great ones, <laughs> you know? And if they would just True. figure that, because they are leading worship, except it's of them, not of God, you know? But um, it, it would be, Interesting if all the rock stars became worshipful. Anyway, um, so interesting that he would, you know, change and um, do this other direction. I don't, I don't know. It's not the kind of thing you hear very often. So for a big star, I thought it was fascinating. Uh, we also had uh, other big news this week. Uh, Taylor Swift is Time's Person of the Year. <sighs> yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you can say so much without saying any words at all. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to go with a celebrity in all fairness, then it absolutely makes sense because you have not been able to escape her this year. I mean, you usually can't escape her, but this year in particular, she's really been everywhere. She's coming off of the first run of the Eras tour and took it to the big screen. And, you know, I mean, she's just been everywhere. So in going with the celebrity, it absolutely makes sense. Um, I don't think anybody can dispute it or say somebody else should be, in that spot ahead of her if we're doing the celebrity route. Right. And, you know, the, the people that they didn't pick were people like the Hollywood Strikers, the, um, let's see, who were the other list? Xi Jinping, um, Sam Altman from OpenAI, and uh, the Trump prosecutors, Barbie, Vladimir Putin, King Charles III. That's a, that's a reach to make him the person of the year. Um, and Jerome Powell from, yeah. Yeah, you know, from the Fed. So I, I'm kind of with you. Like, if you're going to pick a celebrity, she's the one. Um, not sure celebrity is the right pick, but still, you know. Yeah, I think the writer's strike would have been interesting because I think people still don't quite realize how that impacts their day. Yeah. You know, you have people that go to work and, and they do their job, whatever that may be, and they come home. And you know what? Some people come home and grab a book, but a lot of people come home and grab the remote. And anybody that comes home and grabs the remote, your life is, was, and continues to be impacted by that strike. So I think that's really a far-reaching kind of thing. And I just think that people don't realize how much of an impact it makes or how big it would have been if it were to continue. Because, you know, for everybody that has a corporate job, what do they do? They come home and unwind and dive into the creative and artistic jobs that other people have, meaning their television, their movies, their things like that. So everybody dabbles in that world, whether it's their job or entertainment, we all go to that. So it's interesting that they made the list, and I kind of think maybe they should have actually 
you know, gotten it this year. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and as you say, uh, you know, kind of also the incidental effects, cascade effects, right? Like, if we're not having yeah. movies made, then we're not having movie and TV advertising being paid. And that has a dr- right. tremendous impact on, you know, sort of network television and other sources revenue. Um, and so, the you know, the money not being spent, not just for the writers and the creative content not being made, but also the advertising revenue and how it's going to impact that. I mean, all of these things are, are going to be affected by it. Right. Um, we also have, and I just, I only mention this, not really because I care, but just because it kind of, like, the what? Um, TJ Holmes and Amy Robach, who... Are they still working? Are they together? I don't know. Honest, I don't. I don't follow this. But um, they had had a romance, and then I guess you know. Well, he romances a lot of people, um, apparently. So uh, <laughs> just to say it gently. Um, but now their exes, they had this, you know, onset kind of whatever. Uh, their exes are now dating, dating each other. Is that right? Yeah, and they are still together. They no? actually did their very first red carpet in the year since the story broke, um, just a week or so ago. So they're together, they're launching a new podcast, and they're furious because it just went public that their exes have now been dating for the last six months. Um, Supposedly, we're not close at all until they split up. And, and, you know, situations like this make... Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I guess I kind of, it's weird, and we, we kind of like do the side eye when it happens, but you could see how it happens. These people are both extremely hurt, and they're comparing notes with the other spouse, so you see where this becomes your crutch yeah. and your person to go to that really understands it, and then if you find out you have things in common or qualities that are, you know, attractive, well, I, I can see how it happens, so, but apparently TJ and Amy are not happy because this is taking the shine away from their new podcast because now everybody's looking at their instead. Well, and it does make sense kind of like the, you know, if he's attracted to her one, then he's be attracted to her too. It makes sense that, you know, him too would be attracted to her one and her two. I mean, it kind of makes sense, you know, that... uh, Anyway, uh, a bit lurid and all that, but it kind of makes sense. We lost Norman Lear this week. (laughs) I mean, my goodness. I was trying to think about... There's nobody I can name who shaped American culture the way he did such a pioneer such a pioneer and i i you know when you think of what this man did for 70s television pushing the social issues pushing the racial issues pushing all of the boundaries and all of the limits and and not just you know putting it over in a corner where you could go and find it if you wanted to watch that but putting it in primetime television you know on a monday tuesday wednesday thursday night at 8 p.m., so you couldn't avoid it. And then making the characters, you know, really beloved so that you would kind of want to watch. I can't think of anybody that has really kind of had that cultural impact such back in the 70s. I mean, you know, and he really kind of threw down the gauntlet for sitcom television and how these shows were structured and how families on TV were built to to feel relatable enough that would make people want to tune in. You, you you might say like Chuck Lorre has made a similar number of shows, but mm-hmm. Chuck Lorre compared to you know Norman Lear is the like third rate knockoff imitation, no content, just comedy Shame. only. Yeah, I mean so um, version. Yeah, he's, he's the wish version. You know when you order something, you order Norman yep. Lear <laughs> and you get wish.com, yep. you get Chuck Lorre. <laughs> um, hey, just a couple of real quick things I want to make sure we mention. First of all, is Chevy Chase okay? Was this fall on purpose? That's his thing, right? You know, for once, 
Yeah, I know. I had the same reaction. I was like, oh, he fell off the stage. And I was like, well, wait, wait a minute. Wait. Because <laughs> we expect it to be intentional. Right. But he showed up in, I believe it was Buffalo, somewhere like that, um, to do a question and answer, sit down thing with an audience, a live audience at a performing arts center. And they were screening Christmas Vacation as well. So it was a whole evening. And he was wheeled out in a, in a wheelchair and then for some reason he stood up and started walking towards the audience and just disappeared because he no. fell right off the stage. Oh man. <laughs> it was not a bit. It was an accident. He was helped back up up onto the stage and into his chair by um the the person that was leading the whole discussion and by his wife as well and I guess he's okay. But for once he took a tumble in public and it wasn't planned, plotted or intentional. Mm. And he's also eighty, so I yeah. I have that had not think he'd be it doing that hurt. anymore. And just a quick note, you told no, me this off hurt. the air. We were totally out of time, but and Charlie Sheen, uh, Charlie Sheen, speaking of Chuck Lorre, uh, Charlie Sheen is six years sober, so congratulations to him for that. That's great. Um, Kate, yeah. Mann, Kate Mann, she's our pop culture editor at DailyBoom.net. Kate, it is always a pleasure to talk to you. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. Bye.